I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. See, lower price does not necessarily mean you want to sell more. Great all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. For all listeners of the show, I got to make sure you understand what the next step is and what the next level is in working with me and this work on your game. Universe that I've built this podcast is not the last step. This is only the first step. The next step for you is to join me in my Bulletproof Mastermind and then my third day mastermind at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Let me tell you specifically what we work on. And those are both my group and my individual masterminds. First of all, we got to work on mindset. The biggest challenge that many people have, many of you who are listening right now, that is holding you back from the success and the outcomes that you want is not your tactics, is not the strategies you're using, is not a certain app or a certain process or any of that stuff that you think is the problem. The biggest challenge is your mindset because your mindset is what keeps you from seeing what you need to see and thusly doing what you need to do. And that's why you're not being who you need to be. So the biggest thing we work on in all of my mastermind programs, whether you're working in my group mastermind, or my one-on-one is we got to work on your mindset and your mentality and your approach. Once we get that down as the foundation on top of that, then we're going to build the strategies. Strategies are what exactly do I do? How exactly do I do it? Then there's the accountability, not only the accountability for you and making sure you're getting things done, but also the accountability of the process, making sure that the process is an accurate formula that is actually getting you to the outcomes that you want so that we can measure the results and how far you're getting or how far away you are. Then there's the execution and making sure that you're doing the same things the same way every time, following the disciplines and following the processes. You can join my masterminds and start working with me directly. This is the very next step. If you're listening to this show and you're ready to go to the next level, the next step is to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can join my group, Bulletproof Mastermind, or you can sign up for a call by clicking the link that says one-on-one coaching and sign up for a call with me. And we can talk about working one-on-one in my third day mastermind. That again is at workonyourgameuniversity.com to work with me directly. That is the next step here. Mindset, strategy, accountability, execution, workonyourgameuniversity.com. My next Work On Your Game live event will be taking place May 5th and 6th, 2022. And this is going to be a virtual event, Thursday and Friday, full day events. And this is specifically for the thought leaders, personal brand builders, and entrepreneurs who want to build your brand, build your business, and you want to finally go full time in your business to where you're at least making enough money to cover your expenses and pay your bills so that you can quit your job and do your thing, your entrepreneurial thing, 
full time. So this is specifically for those of you who are writing books, selling coaching, selling any type of training, you're selling courses, you're doing workshops, you're doing speaking gigs, live seminars, podcasting, and you want to start making a full time income from that thing so you can stop doing all the other things and just do your thing full time and you know the clock is ticking on you. This next Work On Your Game Live is the event for you. So I want you to go to workonyourgame.live. Notice that link, workonyourgame.live. And there you can see the details. This is going to be a two-day event where on day one, we're going to cover mindset and strategy. As you all know, the foundation of everything I do, we got to start with the mindset and the strategy so that you know you're working off of accurate formulas that actually work. What are you doing in entrepreneurship? What business are you actually in? What are your frameworks in place? Who are you trying to sell to? Who is your target client? What exactly are you giving them? We're going to cover all of that on day one in addition to more things. And on day two is application and execution. We're going to talk about putting together your offers. When you're putting yourself out there to the world, how do you put it out in such a way that gets people actually excited about buying what you're selling? How being prolific and putting your name and your brand and your mind and your ideas out there to the world is one of the biggest things you can do to make sure you're consistently generating new leads. In other words, new people who are knowing about what you're offering and excited about getting it. How to name your price. Any of you who's having challenges with pricing and money and getting money out of people, I know exactly why you're having those challenges and we will solve them on day two of working your game live. We're going to talk about the human capital you have in place, meaning the tools and skills, the intangibles that you have in place, what you need to develop and what you need to go get from someone else. We're going to talk codifying your knowledge. How do you take the knowledge that is in your head, get it on paper, so to speak, so that you can actually transfer it and sell it to other people in a systemic way? We're going to talk about how you're making money because money is one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs here. And that's really one of the main outcomes that we want to get here is that you're making the kind of money that you want to make. You no longer have challenges with selling your products and you're no longer holding yourself back with your own negative money mindsets. All of that's going to be covered on day two, which is application and execution. So what I want you to do right now is go to workonyourgame.live. That's workonyourgame.live, L-I-V-E. Get your ticket for this two-day virtual event. That's a Thursday and a Friday. If you can't make it either day, we will have a replay available for everyone who has a ticket. That is going to be May 5th and 6th. I'm covering two full days, mindset and strategy on day one, application and execution on day two. This is specifically for the thought leaders, the brand builders, the coaches, the speakers, the book writers, the seminar deliverers, the speakers, all of you out there who want to make a full-time living from your intellectual property. That is the knowledge that is in your head. You want to turn into products and services that people can pay you for, and you want to do it full-time, but you're not quite there yet. I'm going to help you get there. I know the formulas. I know the systems. I have the process. You join me at workonyourgame.live. I will see you in May, and let's get to getting this money. Workonyourgame.live. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there even when the success you expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. Then we what we do is put all this together to a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is we're going to talk about effectiveness versus efficiency. And yes, there is a difference between the two. You're going to understand what that difference is, why it matters, and how you can utilize both and ideally utilize both at the exact same time. But before we get to that, First, let me tell everyone, I have a daily motivation text that I send out every single day free of charge to everyone who's in my text community. You can join my text community for free. All you got to do is text me at my number, which is 
nine four. Every day I'll send you a message in the morning that's going to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. And as a bonus, you can actually respond to any one of those text messages. You'll be talking directly to me. And I do hit people back in the text, depending on what you ask and what you say. So text me at that number again, 305-384-6894. Now, this topic, effectiveness versus efficiency. These are two things that you want to be. I think sometimes people may use these words interchangeably. That is incorrect. But we want to make sure that you're clear on what both of these mean so that you understand how to utilize each and again, how you can make them work together. So I don't need to give too much background on this one because I'm going to go into that as we get into the point. So let's get straight to it. Point number one, the topic again is effectiveness versus efficiency. First of all, let's get a definition of this word effective. It is the degree to which something is successful in producing a desired result, also known as success. So this is something that we talked about just a couple of days ago in all the episodes where I talked about accurate thinking and operating off of accurate formulas. And this is what effectiveness is. Doing something that produces, if you notice in that definition, producing a desired result, not just producing a result, period, but the result that you actually want. That's how you know how effective something is, is how much does it produce the result that you want. Now, if you don't know what result you want, then it's impossible for you to be effective. It's impossible for anything you do to be effective. So what is it that you want? And then the actions that you take, how much or how close are these actions getting to giving you what you want? We all want to be effective, or at least we say we want to be effective. I mean, most people, if you ask them, do you want to produce your desired outcomes? Almost everybody will say yes. But one challenge to all of us when it comes to effectiveness is whether or not we even know what the desired result is. What is it that you want to achieve? If you can't answer that question and you can't answer it clearly in such a way, because the thing that you want to achieve needs to be something that you can look at and say, okay, I know I am there, or I know I'm halfway there, or I'm 80% of the way there. So there needs to be some form of measurability in it. These would be something that you can objectively look at and say, I have done this, or I have not done this. As an example, I was speaking to some high schoolers once years back, and uh, this young man in the back of the room said, well, my goal was I want to be an excellent basketball player by the end of next season. And I challenged him on that, and I asked him, well, what do you mean when you say excellent? Because excellent is not measurable. Now, excellent is a great way to describe yourself, and it'd be great if someone described what you did as excellent, but you need a way to measure it so that you know that you have actually achieved it or if you still need to work on it. So what does excellent mean? Is it how many minutes you're going to play? Is it how many points you score? Is it how many games that your team wins? How are you actually going to measure that? And there are people who are out here running businesses and attempting to build something significant in their lives, but they don't have a clearly measurable outcome that they're after. Therefore, it's impossible for them to know what's effective and what's not because they don't have a way of measuring the results of what they're doing. So it's impossible for them to be operating by an accurate formula because a formula is created to produce a result. But if you don't know what your result is, then any formula can work because you don't know where you're trying to go. It's kind of like if you don't have a destination, it doesn't matter where you drive. So effectiveness is whether effectiveness is based on knowing what the desired result is and then are my actions actually getting me there. You may notice that I mentioned something like this in almost every episode we talk about productivity and we talk about creating success and creating results. I often talk about what is the result? All right, what are you actually trying to produce? What's the reason why you want to be more productive? What are the outcomes that you're looking to achieve here? And can you measure them? Because if you can't measure them, then how will you know that you're there? How would you know whether you have reached an outcome if there's no way of objectively looking at it? I don't mean just how you feel. 
but how you can objectively look at it and say, okay, well, this is what I did this year. Here's the numbers. Here's the stats. Here's where I'm at. Here's where I was. All right, this is what we've achieved. This is what worked. This is what did. How do you know whether certain actions are leading to the desired outcomes if you don't have a way of measuring the effectiveness of those actions, meaning the actual results, the actual results, not what you feel, again, but the actual results that they produce? The less that you can answer the above questions, the more impossible it becomes, the less possible it is for you to be effective. If you ask most people if they would like to be successful, almost everybody is going to say yes. Anyone listening to this will say yes. The question is, then, what is success? You who's listening to this right now, what does success entail for you? How would you know that you are successful in, and you can even break this down into specific areas of your life. How would you know that you are successful? How would you know that you're there? Now, I'm not saying that every single area of your life, that it needs to be something that's measurable. When it comes to the relationship you have with your significant other or your kids, I don't know if there's a stat for that. So maybe there are some areas, not maybe, but definitely there are some areas where there's not going to be a measurable metric, but there needs to be something that even if you don't have a measurable stat, there needs to be at least some type of process that you are following, some type of system that you're following that you know is helping you get to what you want to get to. So you can say, okay, I know I'm getting closer to where I want to be because I'm spending this much time every single day with my kids, or I'm doing this thing with my significant other, or I know I'm doing this stuff with my church group, or I'm doing these things to make sure I'm taking care of the house, or I'm spending some time every week watching TV, whatever it is that you're doing, at least with your kids, let's just say, something that you know you are following some sort of system or program is getting you towards where you want to go. How would you know if you're going backwards? You should be able to know these things. So all these questions need answers if your goal is effectiveness. Point number two topic again today is effectiveness versus efficiency. Definition of efficient is achieving maximum productivity with minimum wasted effort or expense. And let's go a level deeper then since it says maximum productivity with minimum wasted effort. Let's get clear on what this word productivity means. Sometimes definitions have other words that we need a definition on so we know what we're talking about. So we're going second level here. Definition of productivity is the efficiency of production of goods or services expressed by some measure. So both definitions of efficiency and productivity actually use each other in them. So that can kind of throw you in a circle a little bit. But here's the big word that both of them use, measurement, that both of them are talking about, let's just say, measurement. Efficiency can be measured. Productivity can be measured. And this is a word that we've been talking about over and over again here. Both effectiveness and efficiency requires something to be measured so that you can, again, objectively, keyword, objectively weigh your actions against your results. Because what you don't want to do, and this is something that some people find themselves doing sometimes on purpose and oftentimes not, is they're doing certain things and they say, well, I feel like this is working or I feel like I should be doing it or I see other people doing it. So or I just want to do it. So I'm just going to keep doing the same thing, even though you have no objective way of expressing that doing thing X is actually getting you anywhere closer to the goal Y that you want to be at. So make sure that you have something that you can measure. Again, read the book Good to Great by Jim Collins. And that book is all based on is based on following publicly traded companies that basically had a long sustained run of success. And even if you're not a publicly traded company or don't plan to be one and don't even work at one, 
understanding the principles that Collins and company talk about in that book can apply even to an individual person. And listen, Work On Your Game is not a publicly traded company, but the principles in that book, and that's one of a book I would probably have to, I don't know if I'll call it top five. I definitely put it in my top 10, especially in business books. It'd probably be in the top five. That's a book that I recommend to anyone, even if you could be an Instagram or a YouTuber, the principles in that book will apply to you. You could be someone just trying to get a job. Those principles will apply to you. So go find that book, read it. It is called Good to Great by Jim Collins. I read that book twice because of how good it was, even though, again, the basis for the book was not even about someone who does exactly what I do. That's how good of a book that was. Principles should apply. A really good book, nonfiction, the principles should apply to anyone, even if they are not the direct person that you wrote the book for. That's a really good book. Principles apply to anybody. So that big word is measure. So, and I brought up good to great. I forgot even why I brought it up was the hedgehog concept that Jim Collins talks about in that book. What is the main metric that drives the revenue and the success of your business? What is the main metric? It could be 10 different metrics that matter to your business. What's the main one that drives the business? So for the example that he used in the book, if I'm remembering accurately, was Walgreens. Everybody knows Walgreens, right? You probably all, if you live in America, you know Walgreens because they have the drugstores on you know, every other corner these days, pharmacies and convenience. So I guess you call them convenience stores now on every other corner. And one of Walgreens main metrics was, I may be missing this one, I may be messing it up what it was, but he did boil it down to one main metric for Walgreens, which was how much money is a customer spending on each visit? Let's say it was something like that, or it could have been something like how often is someone coming to the store and buying something? Or how many items does somebody buy every time they come into the store? The whole point is, there was one main metric that Walgreens identified. This is the main thing that drives our business. So we're going to do everything we can to put all of our resources into making sure we get more people to do this thing, such as come to the store more often, spend more money or buy more items, whatever it happens to be. When I worked at Foot Locker, for example, here's one that at least Foot Locker, I'm assuming they believe this was their main metric. I didn't never see any big charts. I wasn't in the corporate office or anything like that, but I was an assistant manager. But one of the things that the head manager at the store that I worked at when I first started working there, he was really big on. He talked about you always want to get customers to make multiple item purchases. That was a big deal for him. The manager's guy name is Keith. And anytime somebody wanted to buy something, let's say a pair of shoes or something like that, he would always say to the staff member, he wouldn't force it. You can't force it on the customer. He'd always say to the staff member, like the worker, hey, somebody buys something, you want to always try to make it a multiple. That was his favorite phrase. Make it a multiple, make it a multiple, make it a multiple. And I think the reason Keith wanted to do it is because he was being measured by how often he produced multiple item sales. Not because, I mean, it's not like Keith was getting a piece of the production for, no, maybe he did actually. Maybe he got a bonus for how many multiple sales he got or percentage of sales that were multiples. So someone bought, let's just say, no, this is in up in Philadelphia where I'm working. So a lot of people will wear the Timberland boots, the six inch Timberland construction boots. Down here in Miami, you don't see too many people wearing them. It's just too damn hot to be wearing those boots out here. But in Philly, where I'm from, everybody wore the six inch Tims. I mean, every year people just go and buy those Tims, a new pair. But anyway, if somebody would buy those Tims, he would always try to get us as the staff to try to sell the waterproofer. Because up there, of course, you got the snow and the rain and all that stuff. So the waterproofer that you spray on the boots so the boots don't get messed up when they get wet. So try to make it a multiple. So I bought a pair of sneakers. You try to sell them some kind of a disinfectant or some stuff that Foot Locker sold or some shoelaces or whatever. 
if you are a employee making an employee purchase. So let's say I bought myself a pair of Tim's and I work at Foot Locker. They would basically force you. The manager at that store would force you to buy something else to make the sale a multiple. So this is what tells me that probably the area managers would tell the store managers, hey, you need to get as many multiples as possible. And when you can force it like on your own employees, force it. So they knew what their main metric was. And hopefully they were right. Maybe they were. Foot Locker's still in business all these years later. So the point is, you need to figure out what it is for you. What is that effective thing that you can measure? And like I said, effectiveness and efficiency both require measurement. So if you're just showing up and doing stuff, even when you're working really hard at things, but you're not measuring anything, it's impossible for you to be effective or efficient, even if you may be getting the in-game outcomes that you want. You have to be measuring something because you have no baseline against which to measure your actions. This is why sports is such a great baseline for these conversations, because every sport has a scoreboard of some form, every sport. And the baseline can be the scoreboard itself. How many games are we winning? How many games are we losing? For the most part, we can measure the winners and losers in black and white terms in the sports world. But in the business world, you have to define these terms for yourself because not every business is operating by the same scoreboard. Some businesses want to make as much money as humanly possible. Some businesses just want to serve a certain number of customers. Some businesses want to, who knows, different businesses have different metrics. So it's not the same as in the sports world. So if you're in business here, not sports, you have to figure out what your metric is. One more thing on point number two. This is not an option. This is a requirement that we're talking about being effective and efficient. This is not a choice. This is something that you must do. Point number three, topic again today is effectiveness versus efficiency. Number three, when you get these things confused, you can be extremely efficient yet ineffective. So let me tell you what this looks like. When you get effectiveness and efficiency confused, you could be doing one really well, yet not doing much in the other area. Here's what this looks like. This is when you are getting a whole lot of things done consistently. You're getting a lot of stuff done quickly, meaning you're spending your whole day working. You got a lot of stuff done. You checked a bunch of stuff off your to-do list. Yet, since you're not measuring whether or not the things you do are actually leading to the outcomes you want, or even worse, you don't even know what outcomes you want, even though you're working, you don't get any closer to a goal or you don't even have a goal. So no matter how hard you work, you're not any closer to anything because there's no goal. This is how you can spend an entire day, listen to me here, working really hard, getting a lot done. At the end of the day, you're dead fucking tired, yet you're not any closer to a desired result. Anybody ever felt like this? I know I have. I would say around 2015, 16-ish, around my first full year out of basketball, and I'm going to do this business thing, entrepreneurship thing, full-fledged. I was working really hard every single day. I know I was working hard every day, because at the end of the day, I was tired. But I did not have a clear plan. I did not know where I was going. I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't really have a system. I wasn't operating off of any kind of formula, let alone an accurate formula. I didn't even have an inaccurate formula. I had no formula. My formula was just wake up and work all day. How did I fix this? I fixed this by investing in myself, getting information from people who are already doing something that maybe looked or smelled or rhymed with, looked or smelled like or rhymed with what I wanted to do. So I'm looking at what they were doing, and then I just started applying their strategies for what I wanted. So the first question I asked myself is, who do I actually want to serve? Because I had a lot of different type of people following me. I had a kind of a melded audience because I was coming from the sports world, but I also had non-sports people who were paying attention to my material. How do I get these people's attention? How do I get them to know me, to like me, to trust me, to actually want to do business with me? What can I offer them that they actually want from me? 
That's a two-part question. Not what do I want to offer them? What can I offer them that they want? Those are two things. And you want to find a mix between those two. Then I started working on answers to each of those questions. And as a matter of fact, all these years later, I feel like I'm still working on those things. It's always evolving because people change, times change, and I change. So everything changes. So you're always working on these things. And what do you base these on, everybody? How do you get these answers and what do you base them on? You base them on factual information. You base them on objective observation. You base them on measurements. What is working? What is not? If something's not working, I can clearly see that it's not working because look at these stats. If it is working, I can see that it is working because look at these metrics. That's why you need to measure things. You need this information. What's working? What's being responded to? What's not working? What's not being responded to? What do people not care about? Even if you think it's amazing, if people aren't responding to it, that's giving you a loud and clear message. The marketplace is letting you know what they think. To give you an example, I had a member of my mastermind just lately from when I'm recording this, not when you're hearing it, was saying that they came up with this idea for an offering that they wanted to put out. And they decided that they wanted to, I'm not even going to say what it is, but they had this offering they put out. They decided they wanted to price it in a fair way. That was the word they used. They wanted to put fair pricing because they figured that they priced it fairly, which usually when people say fair, that means when it comes to pricing, it means lower price so that they can get more people in. So more people will come in and they can basically make their money on volume instead of making so much money on each individual sale. But they said the result was nobody responded. They didn't make any sales on this product or service. I responded and let them know, well, the marketplace is giving you a loud and clear message that maybe and it could be several things, but maybe your pricing is not drawing the type of people that you want to sell to. The type of people you want to sell to might want something that's higher price because it has a higher perceived value. See, lower price does not necessarily mean you want to sell more. And there are a lot of salespeople who operate, again, by this, here's that word again, phrase, inaccurate formula. What is working? What is not? So these are all things that will help you be more efficient and more effective. Everything I've said here today. So let's recap today's class, which is effectiveness versus efficiency. Point number one, definition of effective, degree to which something is successful in producing a desired result, also known as plainly success. We all want to be effective, at least we say we do. One challenge is we might not even know what our desired results are. So can you measure your desired results? The better you can measure them, the easier it is for you to be effective. So what is success for you? How do you know that you're there? How do you know when you're on your way? How do you know when you're going backwards? When you get answers to these questions, you can be more effective. At least you make yourself eligible. Point number two, definition of efficient is achieving maximum productivity with minimum wasted effort or expense. Productivity is defined as the efficiency of production of goods or services expressed by some measure. I don't really like that second definition. They use the word production in the definition of productivity. I don't like that. But anyway, the big word that you notice in both of these, though, is measurement. Both effectiveness and efficiency require something to be measured. You need a baseline against which to measure your actions. This is why sports is a great baseline for a business, simply because you have to measure something when you're playing sports. Where are you defining the metrics that produce your outcomes? Again, read Good to Great by Jim Collins. This is not an option, everybody. This is a requirement. Number three, when you get these things confused, you can be very efficient, yet completely ineffective. So what this looks like is you're getting a lot of stuff done. You're doing a whole lot of work. You're dead tired at the end of the day, but you're not any closer to a goal or you don't even have a goal. So you worked all hard all day, but don't even know where you're going. And I've been in this space. Maybe some of you have been in this space. I know some people get in this space because I hear from them. Some of them become mastermind members of mine. Some of you have texted me and you need to become mastermind members of mine. How you fix this is you got to get a strategy. Where do you get your strategy from? You don't have to make it up out of thin air. Go find someone who is already going where you want to go or already been where you want to be 
and look at their strategy and start taking their strategies and applying them to yourself. Simple as that. You do not have to come up with something brand new, folks. You don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be some evil scientist in a lab coming up with things out of nowhere. Just follow what already works. Are they called this modeling? This is what smart people do. All that. So what's working? What's being responded to? What's not? Have answers to these questions and make your adjustments as necessary. Three things to do now. Number one, text me at 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation every day. Number two, go to bulletproofbulletin.com and get your free first issue of my Bulletproof Bulletin monthly magazine. It's a physical magazine. I'm going to send to your physical mailbox. I'll give you your first issue free. Just cover the shipping. Bulletproofbulletin.com. And number three, join my Bulletproof Mastermind so you can get the strategies. You have the accountability in place and you will execute to get things done and actually produce effective results that you want before you run out of time. That is at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894. 